Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. You are NBA champions for the first time in history. Congratulations to Jokic. I will be breaking down the big game that happened last night. Going to share what's next for each team, what the, what this big win or big loss uh, means for both teams. After that, I will be moving on to hockey because there's a very likely chance we see something like this again tonight. So, could the Stanley Cup be lifted? I will be breaking down that as well between the Vegas Knights and the Florida Panthers. After that, I will be giving you my top 10 coaches currently in the NFL. Let's get into our episode today. So, how did they do it? Well, it was game five, so it's a gentleman's sweep. They let the Miami Heat take one of them. Um, the Nuggets played a great game. So did Miami as well, though. They actually led the majority of the, the second and third quarters. However, they kind of slowed down at the end of the third, early fourth. Then pretty much from the nine-minute-ish mark to the five-minute-ish mark, went scoreless in the fourth. That is something you cannot do in the finals, on the road, facing an elimination game. And especially in the fourth quarter. So, um, when it comes to the, the Heat, they played an amazing game. They played an amazing series. However, though, I think the Nuggets just had too much talent. So, again, I think Jokic put up an all-time performance. Uh, This playoffs, 10 triple-doubles, pretty much averaged 30 points throughout the entire postseason. I mean, he's just such an underrated player in in today's league. Where do you put him, though? You know, top two, top three? I don't think you can put him outside of the top five. And I don't think that's even a guarantee. You know, that's a guarantee. You cannot... Put him outside of the top five when it comes to the best players in basketball currently. So, what is next for these teams? Are they going to ever come back? How do they come back? Well, I'll start with the defending champs. Personally, I think this team is built to run it back. Unlike the Miami Heat, Denver ran through the majority of the most talented teams in the West. The teams that could dethrone them. They went through the Suns, they went through the Warriors and Lakers. They have the most high-end talent, they have the biggest names in the sports. LeBron, Curry, KD, Chris Paul, all of the above. Um, They went through all of that, and they still won the finals. So, I think this team is more than built to run it back. Jamal Murray is still a young point guard under contract for years. Michael Porter Jr. is a solid wing that can really defend any team's star wing, like a LeBron, like a KD, like a Kawhi. And then you got Jokic, the ultimate offensive weapon in the post. He can shoot threes. He can post anybody up. He can score on almost any big man in the league. And again, if none of that is working, he's an elite playmaker in the post, which is absurd. He can find anybody. Jokic makes it easy for them to run offense. Very rarely does a team like this, how they run things, go cold and shots stop falling because they find the easy shot. They don't have to force the hard shot. 
So I think as long as Jokic is able to play like this, and again, he's not the most athletic dude. It's not like he relies on athleticism. So they could be good for a good another four or five year window where they're in the Western Conference Finals, maybe make another finals appearance. As for Miami, here is my concern with them. This is the second time coming up short with a similar squad. So they have the talent. They have Jimmy Butler. They have Bam. They have Tyler Hero. He was able to come back in this game. They have Kyle Lowry, who's an experienced veteran guard. What are they missing? I'll be honest. I think that they are one more piece away. Jimmy Butler is very good, and he was able to put up some amazing performances in this playoffs. Um, Bam, I really do like as a center. I think he's a great defensive center, and he is expanding his offensive game. He's kind of like the perfect um, stretch five nowadays. He's not an elite shooter, but he can, and he's a great, uh, he has a great post presence as well. Tyler Hero, great shooter but not really elite. I wouldn't put him as like an all-star level guard at all. Here, here's where I'm getting, though. They need another piece. I love how they built some of their teams. I love how they built so many players up from people that really aren't big names at all. They, they Their roster consists of people that have never even been drafted. Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, these are names that aren't huge in basketball, but yet they've been huge when it comes to adding into uh, the system. They've been able to add and contribute to the system despite not being the most experienced. How about Duncan Robinson? I mean, yes, he kind of looks like Jimmy Neutron, but he, he was able to put up some good performances here or there. He really helped them in the bubble a couple seasons ago. So they're able to build this culture of people that don't necessarily have you know, the big stardom, the big talent. However, though, as cute as that is, they need to get another piece. They've built a great bench. They've built a great level of toughness and a great level of culture. However, they don't have anybody to rely on if Jimmy Butler doesn't put up a good game. They need him to every night. So, When it comes to the next season, what do they need to do? I think they need to be in the market to try and trade or sign one of these all-stars. Who's going to be available? Maybe sign a guy, maybe like a Chris Middleton in the offseason. Add a wing that can shoot threes very well. That would be a great addition to a team like this. I think they might have to move on from Kyle Lowry and try and upgrade at the point guard position. I do like Kyle Lowry, but he is getting a lot older now. He's not the same Kyle Lowry we we remember from the 2019 Toronto Raptors run with Kawhi. You know, so he they probably need to find a replacement. He's only averaging 11 points per game w- with the Heat, and yeah, he's still an okay point guard. But for what they're costing, you know, paying to get, keep his services. I don't think it's worth it. I think they definitely need to look to move on and find an upgrade. So what team has a better chance of coming back? 
Uh, I'll keep it this way. It's going to be Denver. They have the talent that's there to stick for the long run. This seems like a similar story with Miami. And while they were a fun team to watch and they put up some crazy games in this postseason, this is a very similar thing. They they punch above their weight class and then they ran out of gas. And this this is something we've seen several times throughout basketball. So you can't rip them for it. We see this in sports sometimes. They were the underdog. They were a team that almost didn't even make it because they almost lost in the play-in tournament. Nope. Then they make it all the way to the NBA Finals. Yeah, you're going to be tired after that. That's a team that wasn't supposed to make it this far. They were barely a few games over 500. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that they they struggled. That's what's going to happen when you have an inexperienced team full of people that have never that that weren't drafted. So they need to add some overall depth at talent, and I think they need one more star. Now, every team can say they need one more star, but again, I throw out a name like, again, a Chris Middleton or something like that. Another guy that can shoot very well. I, I think they need some three-point shooting. In the games that they lost, they could not buy themselves a bucket. They shot 25% from three last night. So again, I think they need to add a wing, a shooter, or maybe a new guard. And that will be available in free agency or to trade for or to draft. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Again, I think this is just the same thing we've seen last time from the Heat. And unfortunately, that that sucks. I mean, you don't want to see a team repeatedly come up short. All it makes you want to do is see them win more. Jimmy Butler is one of the toughest guys in basketball. He's not the most talented. He's not the fastest. He's not the strongest. He's not the most most athletic. But he's the toughest, and he's the one that wants it more than others. So you, you I would love to see him get an NBA t- uh, title. And, you know, I think they just need another piece. That's where I'm at with it. So that's my, my basketball talk there. I think that this was a good series, even though it was a shorter one with only five games. People said it was going to be a trash one, and it just drives me nuts that uh, that people don't really respect that this was the NBA Finals. They didn't want this to be the case. And if you're really upset about it, just go rewatch old ones because, I mean, why, why diss live sports? Why diss the players that earn to be there if you're supposedly such a big fan? Anyway, we are moving on to Hockey Talk now. See you in a sec. All right, we are on on to Hockey Talk. The Vegas Golden Knights are going to be hosting a game tonight against the Florida Panthers. And while I did take the Panthers to win this one, I was not expecting them to run out of gas, which it appears that they have. They are down 3-1, and they are going to be on the road tonight in Vegas. Doesn't look good for them. Now, I did pick the Panthers because they were the hottest team in hockey, beating the Boston uh, Bruins at first. Now, they did come back from 3-1 to do that. I will say that. So, if you you don't want to give up on them yet, you don't have to. However, though, I do not think the Panthers well. That was my series prediction, and I don't believe that is going to be the case. Now, why do I think that? Well, very similar to Miami Heat. This is a team that has talent. They really do. However, very similar to the Heat, whether it's injuries, whether it's just not playing, you know, running out of gas, as they say, 
it takes a lot to win in the postseason. It takes a lot to come back from 3-1. The fact that they did that in the first round, then destroyed in the second and third rounds, going up to the to the NHL finals. I'm looking at a team that gave it their all earlier and now has just run out of gas. They're starting to get banged up. They're starting to, you know, get tired a bit. They had that one game where they got blown out 7-2. I believe that was game two of the Stanley Cup finals. They I don't think they have it to hang with this team anymore. I think the Golden Knights are going to win tonight, and they'll be lifting the Stanley Cup trophy. So, what does this mean? I think it means something very similar. We had a we actually had a very similar finals between Stanley Cup and NBA. We had a team that was proven that 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 had a chance to win. They met expectations and they got there. Versus a team that either had expectations or has some talent to be a playoff contender. You could say maybe overachieved a bit in the postseason after some luck went their way. And now it unfortunately looks like they're going to be running out of gas when it matters most. So when it comes to hockey, who do you guys have tonight? I'm going to take the Knights at home. I think they wrap up the series. I think this was a very easy prediction. I said it yesterday and I'll say it again today. I think I thought the NBA Finals trophy was going to be lifted last night. I think the Stanley Cup gets lifted tonight. So, with that being said, I will do my top 10 NFL coaches currently. All right, we're on to my top 10 current NFL head coaches. These rankings are as of today, not yesterday, not the day before that. Jokes aside, but what do I mean by that? Well, if you see someone on the list and or hear someone on the list and go, hmm, this guy all time is a little better than this guy, it's because I am talking about today, not all time. I can bring up their resume as a defense on why I put someone high, but that doesn't necessarily mean I view them as a better coach today. Perfect example, Jimmy Johnson was a great head coach for the Cowboys. Why doesn't he have a job today, anyone wonder? It's because... He's not as good as he once was. Thanks, Toby Keith. Anyway, on to the first one, Doug Peterson. He won a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles in recent history just a few seasons ago, and he has seemed to have helped build another good team in Jacksonville. He won the division his first season there. Trevor Lawrence is looking to be a star in the making. All of it's looking good in Jacksonville. I think that this is a team that really should be a contender next year to probably get to the divisional round of the AFC Championship if Lawrence can still step up and keep playing good. And Doug Peterson has the experience to, you know, win big games. He's already proven that he could do it, and they made it to the divisional round last year. Moving on to the next one, Pete Carroll. Once upon a time, he would probably be a little higher on this list. Probably the most impressive season last year out of all of these head coaches due to the fact that he was probably projected to be one of the worst uh, in one of the worst situations with Seattle last year. Somehow turned Geno Smith into a Pro Bowl quarterback and then just went to the playoffs out of all things. Playoffs! But uh, yeah, Pete Carroll whether it was his time at the Legion of Boom with Russell Wilson developing a fourth-round pick into a star like Wilson was, or now what he's doing here with Geno Smith, he is definitely solidified as an all-time top-10 coach when it comes to modern day, like recent era NFL head coaches. There's not many names you can put over Pete Carroll. 
next. And this is one that I might, this was one I had uh, for debate, but uh, Kyle Shanahan. So another great offensive mind. This is my concern for him. He has been known to outcoach himself in big games. Look at his time as a coordinator at the Atlanta Falcons, 28-3 to ring a bell. Or how about the time when he had a, a lead in the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? All he had to do was just run the clock out with Jimmy Garoppolo, and he couldn't do it. Now, again, players got to play, and the coaches got to coach, so you can't blame him for everything. Again, interesting thing about Kyle Shanahan, he barely has a 500 record as a coach. It's one of the worst out of all of these, these coaches on this list. Now, why is that? Well, think of some of his seasons in San Francisco. For me, I always feel like it's kind of a coin toss. They, they flip the coin at the beginning of the year, and then if it's heads, the 49ers are pretty much a Super Bowl contender. And if it's tails, everyone gets hurt and dies. And that's literally how it works. I mean, look at what happened with them in recent years. Somehow they were able to do both this year. They went through like eight quarterbacks, and yet they still made it to the NFC Championship game. So Kyle Shanahan has built up some great offenses and some great teams in San Francisco, but he has yet to really cash in on it. Moving into seven, these are all... Coaches, they're all except one, have a Super Bowl ring to help them out when it comes to their resume and why they should be where they're at. Sean Payton at seven. So another great offensive mind. But I did see some underachievement in his time with the Saints. We are based off, we're, we're putting him here at seven based off of where he was with the Saints. Now, he had some great years with them. Obviously, he has the Super Bowl ring. Outside of that, though, they never repeated. They never went back to the Super Bowl once under Sean Payton. Arguably, sometimes they had the greatest team in the NFC, and they just underperformed. Think about some of the seasons. What if there was the miracle in Minneapolis? That was a team that could have gone to the Super Bowl. How about the poor team that got robbed against the Rams um, in 2018? That was another one that stunk as well. When I see... Sean Payton, I see a great offensive mind, but I think some people have been overhyping him a little bit due to the fact that he was a big name and he, you know, Drew Brees had a great career with him. But again, what happened after that Super Bowl? Not much in New Orleans. A lot of sad playoff disappointments. I'm hoping that the Broncos could maybe get some of the success of Sean Payton without some of the sad disappointment. So on to the next one. We got John Harbaugh. I think he's a very underappreciated coach. If it wasn't for Lamar Jackson's injuries the last two seasons, they may have gone as far as making an AFC championship game. Um, he has built one of the most consistent teams in the entire NFL. When you look at the Baltimore Ravens, I can't remember the last time they've really had a bad losing season. If they aren't 500 or just a little below it, they're usually a playoff team. It is insane to me how good they've been and how consistent they've been. And I think that, that is something that has gone very underappreciated. Next at number five, I have Nick Sirianni. He has helped turn Philly into a Super Bowl powerhouse once again in only two seasons as the head coach. He looks to have the most talented team in the NFC heading into next year. I think that Nick Sirianni is, again, another very good offensive-minded head coach. Go figure. Um, Jalen Hurts probably is the best quarterback in the NFC. I can't think of many that I would take over him, whether it was his ability to extend plays, make great throws down the field. A.J. Brown's an elite weapon. 
I think Sirianni has a great team on his hands next year. Number four, Sean McVay. He would be number one on most lists if it was 2022. He has only missed the playoffs once in his entire career, and that was last season. Um, Look at his roster, though, last year. Every player got hurt. They were perfectly primed to at least be a playoff contender again this year, maybe get 10 or 11 wins, until Stafford misses half the season, Cooper Cup misses half the season, Aaron Donald misses his first career games, they lose Andrew Whitworth, they lost a ton of talent, whether it was to retirement or injury, after the Super Bowl last year. And I think that they could have the talent to maybe bounce back and find a playoff spot McVeigh is the guy. He is the one that can find the talent. I think that they could make a very good bounce back season next year if everyone stays healthy. So this is the one that some people might be upset about, but it is Bill Belichick. Why is he here? Again, I said it is recent, not all-time resume. Obviously, he's probably up here due to his long all-time great resume that he's had with the Patriots. But look at some of his recent seasons, whether it was the COVID year with Cam Newton at quarterback or this year where he puts Joe Judge and Matt Patricia as the go-to guys, the offensive guys, even though one of them was a special teams coach once upon a time and the other one was a defensive coordinator. That was a boneheaded move that halted Mac Jones' production and development and on top of it, absolutely killed their offense. If it wasn't for Ramondre Stevenson being able to run very far uh, and, and very hard, they wouldn't have had an offense at all last year. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, one, I can barely tell the difference between them. You could rip the patch off the back of their jersey, and I wouldn't know who's playing quarterback for them. But they have really fallen off in, in the recent years. This is not the Patriots team we once knew and loved or hated. <laughs> Number two, Mike Tomlin. Very similar to John Harbaugh, I think he consistently and constantly meets or exceeds expectations despite what I think is classic tradition holding the franchise back. What do I mean by classic tradition? Well, there's a lot of things that the Steelers don't necessarily do. The Steeler way. They're a very classic, stoic franchise. And there's sometimes things that they don't necessarily do very traditionally. I think he's had to deal with a lot of divas. I think he's had to deal with a lot of scrutiny that, again, he wouldn't even be talked about if they still weren't in the playoffs every damn year. He had a winning record last year, despite having Kenny Pickett as a rookie quarterback in a very tough AFC North. I think he, he probably has the least amount of talent out of all th four of those rosters in the AFC, and yet he'll probably somehow still be in the wild card hunt week 15. On to the next one, and that is number one, Andy Reid. This one is not difficult. Andy Reid is the most accomplished coach in recent years, no debate. Patrick Mahomes is an absolute star. Andy, Andy Reid's been able to develop that. I look at his ability is an offensive mind. He's an offensive guru. Look how many uh, wins he's been able to get for Kansas City, whether it's his time with Alex Smith, look at whether it's his time with Mahomes. They are going to be a Super Bowl contender every season as long as Big Red is still there. So what do you think about the list? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Tell me about it in the Facebook page or um, 
feel free to add a comment in our Q&A section on Spotify. So with that being said, end of the episode today. Enjoy your Tuesday. Take care. Adios.